Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَفِي السَّمَاءِ رِزْقُكُمْ وَمَا تُوَعَدُونَ That in heaven is your rizq and whatever you are promised. Rizq, meaning provision or sustenance, comes in different forms. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is clear that He is the one who provides it. So are we actually in control of our rizq? If our provision is already determined, what is the purpose of our effort? How can our understanding of God as the provider, al-razzaq, change our day-to-day actions? Whenever we have a question about Allah's names and attributes, our guest today is our first go-to. Today I sat down with Dr. Jinan Yusuf to understand and connect with God through one of his names, al-razzaq, the provider. Welcome to a new episode of Double Take, a podcast by Yaqeen Institute about the questions and ideas around Islam and Muslims that give us pause. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Check out the links in the show notes if you want to share feedback with the team, or if you'd like to join our new email newsletter. Dr. Jinan Yusuf is a senior fellow at Yaqeen Institute. She most recently published the book, Reflecting on Names of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Dr. Jinan is a student of Sheikh Akram Nadwi and currently studies Tafsir and Hadith at As-Salam Institute. She also teaches classes on the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Swiss online. She is passionate about helping Muslims connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his names. Enjoy the episode. Dr. Jinan, As-Salam alaykum and welcome back to Double Take. Wa alaykum wa barakatuh. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Jinan, uh, we're living in a time where many people are struggling with inflation, cost of living, and even poverty. Uh, I've been thinking a lot recently about the relationship between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ourselves, and our material circumstances. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the provider, the Lord of power, the ever mighty. It is the only place in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls himself by this name, Ar-Razzaq. So as someone who's published, mashallah, about the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'd like to ask you, can you please introduce me to Allah's name, Ar-Razzaq? Barakallah feek. Thank you so much for that. I think that's such an important question and such an important name for all of us um, to know. And I hope, I hope that inshallah we'll, we'll get um, introduced to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala razzaq and really fall in love with who Allah is and the fact that he is a razzaq. So if we want to know who a razzaq is, we need to first know what rizq means, right? And so when we think of rizq a lot of times, and especially if we're Arab, right, that we use the word rizq to mean uh, wealth, right? Sometimes food as well. And so when we think of Allah being a razzaq, then we're like, oh, Allah is the provider. Allah is going to provide me with wealth. Allah is going to provide me with food, for example, right? But over here, we're really limiting. We're really limiting what rizq means and who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a razzaq is. Because rizq, if we define it as huwa kullu ma yuntafa'u bih. So basically, it's everything that a person can benefit from, right? And it's also defined as al-ata' or al-ata' al-jari, right? So like basically like giving, right? Or like something that is continuously given, okay? And so if we start to just break it down, that if it's kullu ma yuntafa'u bih, that if it's everything that one can gain 
benefit from. I mean, sure, wealth benefits us, you know, food benefits us, but there are other things that benefit us. There are different parts of us that need different types of provision. So I might, in order to live, I might need, yes, wealth, and I might need, obviously, you know, food. But subhanAllah, my soul, what can my soul benefit from, right? And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives us spiritual sustenance. What can my mind benefit from? Right? Like wisdom is kind of the sustenance for the mind. What we learn that benefits us, it's sustenance for the mind. Right? And so when we talk about rizq, we like to limit it to like these two categories, but it's so much more vast than that. And it's also not just rizq of this world. We like to think of Allah al-Razzaq and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to provide us with, if we understand the expansive meaning of rizq, that these types of rizq, these types of provision in this world. But Allah says in the Quran, this is our risk about in Jannah that it doesn't end. And Allah also says in Surah Taha, uh, the risk of Allah, meaning in paradise, right, is better and more lasting. And risk is also, we like to think of it as an outcome. So I have money in my hands. This is an outcome, right? And I think that is risk. But risk is also the means to that outcome. So the job itself, right? This is risk. And not just, for example, the salary that I get at the end of the month. And so Allah, al-Razzaq, he is, firstly, he's the source of all that is beneficial. And what does that do when we understand that? It teaches us where to look. And he's also the one who is con- uh, continuously providing us with that which is beneficial. So when we say, so Allah being razzaq means that there is rizq and means that there is marzuq, right? Means that there is one who is receiving the sustenance. So the rizq is all of these things. Rizq is rain. It's sunshine that gives us, you know, vitamin D and increases serotonin production in the brain. And, you know, and it's like, and it's wealth and it's children and it's good people in our lives. This is like rizq for the hearts, right? If you, if you feel loved in your life, right? This is rizq from Allah, right? That if you feel contentment, right? This is spiritual rizq. This is rizq for the heart. Prayer, all of these things, subhanAllah. They are risk from Allah. And for who, when we say, okay, who is Allah giving this risk to? Allah is a razzaq, so we don't limit it, right? Allah actually gives risk to firstly everyone, right? And continually, Muslim, non-Muslim, woman, man, humans, animals, plants. It encompasses all of these things, right? And this is general risk. But then there is a special risk of the hearts. And that special risk is for those who seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Help me understand how does one attain risk what what happens in someone's life in order to gain risk so anything mm-hmm. beneficial in their life so we can split up i guess risk into two types okay i mean these are obviously many many types but in terms of like the categories in which they fall under right so there is the risk that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a sense he gives us without much effort on our part. Okay. And so, you know, you might grow up in a country that is, you know, mashallah, it's like super green and there's like, there are a lot of trees and you're breathing this wonderful, you know, clean air. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Um, but that, so that's the first type. You, you didn't do anything for this risk, right? You're not, you know, you didn't make the trees, right? You didn't do anything with this risk. But then there's the other type of risk, right? Which Allah, Allah makes conditional upon your sa'i, right? Sa'i meaning you're striving. Now, Allah made this, right? And so 
this has implications for us. So I know, and everybody knows, right? Like, you know, if I want to, even if I want to become healthy, I can't just, you know, will myself into health. I cannot sit down and be like, be healthy, do not be healthy, be healthy, be healthy, and khalas. Trust me, I know. Trust <laughs> me, I know. <laughs> so, so subhanAllah, right? But I know that if I wake up every morning and I go for a jog, or if I, I don't know, you go to the gym and you lift weights, whatever it is, right? I understand that there's going to be an effect, right? That comes from doing that, right? This is not outside of Allah's power, right? Allah created the world with these laws in such a way that if I do these things, then I will get a certain type of risk. And inshallah, this is a risk in my health, right? Now, I don't know what the outcome can be. So for example, if I go and I'm working, you know, for wealth, for example, right, I could become a multimillionaire, I could just be okay, or I could kind of be struggling. So I don't, you know, I don't really know. But the fact is, I have to ask about when I know Allah's al-Razzaq, I have to ask about what are my responsibilities? My responsibilities are sa'i because Allah is not going to ask me about the outcome. He's going to ask me about my effort, right? But when I understand that Allah is a razaq, it also means that I only seek the ethical and permissible means to get that risk. And that's for all types of risk. So again, we're talking about the expansive definition. So whether it's wealth in terms of material wealth, right? So I have to do things in a halal way because I understand that Allah is the one who's guaranteed my risk for me. So I have to do things in the correct way. But this can go even, you know, for health, for example. I'm not going to go and take, you know, drugs in order to be healthy, you know, or whatever, right? So we do the things that are, that we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sanctioned, has approved of, has recommended, right? In order for us to attain that risk. Even if we talk about relationships, right? Somebody wants to, you know, get married. And so you might go about doing that in two different ways, in a halal way, in an ethical way, in the permissible way, or another way. And you can't say, okay, you know, you're both, you're working for your risk, right? In both ways. But when you understand Allah's razaq, you're like, I'm going to do things in a way that Allah approves of because he's the one who's going to provide me with that risk and not my boss, the, you know, the gym person, this person's dad, whatever. We grew up uh, being told, and and there are some authentic uh, hadiths to this effect, that our rizq is predetermined. Um, and as we were researching for this episode, uh, one one hadith, for example, is uh, narrated by Ibn Majah. It's an authentic hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said, O people, fear Allah and be moderate in seeking a living, for no soul will die until it has received all its provision, even if it is slow in coming. So as I understand this, you know, with the kind of traditional definition of risk, which is kind of wealth and material uh, uh, um, benefits, that this is already written by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, there is no, um, there is no dollar extra that I'm going to earn that Allah has not written for me in this life. And, uh, and so I struggle sometimes to reconcile that concept and we grew up on it and, you know, we read it in the hadith and we understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Razzaq, the one who has, uh, has provided for us. I struggle to reconcile that with what you just mentioned, which is you still need to make the effort. So I, can you help me kind of understand the relationship here? Like if I do more effort, do I get more risk? 
That's a great question. And I think, subhanAllah, it's kind of, it's almost like the question as well, like, you know, if everything is written, then why should I make dua, right? Uh, you know, and it's like, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, make dua, right? And so what Allah, so like I said before, you know, Allah makes some types of our risk uh, uh, conditional upon or dependent upon the striving. So if we look at, for example, you know, Hajar alayhi salam, right? Um, when she is in the desert, you know, um, and she's stuck with this crying baby and she doesn't know what to do, but she has trust in Allah. Now she could have sat there be like, you know what? My rizq is absolutely guaranteed. I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to wait for it to come. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for it to come. But she doesn't. She goes back and forth, back and forth, not once, not twice, not three times, seven times. Like we copy her when we go on Umrah and Hajj. We're literally following in her footsteps. It's called the sa'i, right? Like the striving. And so subhanAllah, there was this understanding that the people before us, they had that like, that I have to strive because Allah is actually going to ask me about my striving. Allah is not going to ask me about my risk because he's guaranteed that risk. Right? Allah is going to ask me about my striving, right? So don't worry about your risk. Allah's guaranteed that. You worry about what you are doing and how you are doing for that risk. But Allah says also something very interesting in the Quran. So in, in many ayat, but I've, I've, I've picked one here. وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ If only the people of these societies believed and had God consciousness, we would have opened for them blessings from, uh, uh, this, from the heavens and the earth. So Allah here is telling us, if they had done this, we would have given them that, right? So Allah here is pointing us to the fact that you can expand your risk. You can, subhanAllah, when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like we know the hadith that, you know, if you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will respond, Allah will defer, or there could have been something bad that's written for you, right? That's coming down, that it's gonna, subhanAllah, calamity, your dua stops it, right? So when we say, you know, risk is predetermined, subhanAllah, there's also different types of predeterminations, right? But I think sometimes when we focus on that too much, right? We like to go into the ghayb. We're just like, okay, but Allah's guaranteed. But yeah, but you don't know what Allah's guaranteed. Allah's not going to ask you about what he's guaranteed. You leave what he's guaranteed to him, right? But you put all of your effort because at the end of the day, we're striving for Allah, right? And so let's just say, just as an example, now I imagine I, you know, I have good intentions. I really want to make a lot of money. Let's keep it to money, for example. I want to make a lot of money because I want to benefit the ummah. Okay. And so I'm like, Ya Rab, really help me. I want to become a multimillionaire because I want to build schools and hospitals and do all these different things. And I work super hard. I open my own business, whatever, all these things happen. And, but I'm not as successful, right? As I hoped I would be. And my contentment comes that like, Ya Rab, you know, you guaranteed the risk. I did everything I could. I left no stone unturned, right? But the problem is here, if I get sad that like, ah, oh, but I wanted to do this for Allah and like, I wanted to become this multimillionaire and I'm kind of only like a thousandaire, right? But I'm ignoring all of the other types of risks that Allah gave me because of my intention, right? And I'm just focusing on this one type that I feel I didn't get. Maybe because I tried to do things in the halal way and my intention was this really high, lofty intention. 
Allah put amazing people in my life. I feel so rich and wealthy because of the relationships that I've cultivated in this path. I had the most amazing prayers because I had this lofty intention, right? I, subhanAllah, things in my life became organized and good because of that. So I'm now focusing on one type of sustenance that I feel that I've been denied while ignoring all of the other types of provision and sustenance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me, right? And it's like, and shaitan makes us do this, right? And it's just like, it's like, oh, you know, I wanted this, but I got that. And you're just like, you're sad. Okay, fine. You know, this, this is guaranteed. Wait, wait, you're ignoring all these beautiful types of looks that Allah has given you, right? Because you're focusing on this one, one thing. So we have to take ourselves out of what Allah has guaranteed, leave that to Allah, but you do about, you do what you are going to be asked about. Focus on that. Don't focus what Allah, on what Allah's guaranteed. Zakallah khair. Um, you mentioned there's two types of risk. Uh, the risk that uh, you're, I guess, born into, um, born into a certain country with beautiful trees or b- born into a certain family. But there is another type of risk, which is generally the, the risk that we talk about, um, which is the one that's conditional on effort. Um, how do I know what risk is conditional upon my effort uh, versus that that is not? Okay, I love this question because I get this I get this question a lot with with different aspects of our religion, right? It's always about how do I know? So I prayed istikhara, but how do I know, right? I did this, but how do I know? And Subhanallah, you know, I feel over here like we the the actual answer is that I don't know, right? A lot. This is in the ghaib. We don't know. I don't know which risk of mine is conditional upon risk and which, which risk is going to come to me while I'm sitting at home and it's just going to literally like be like come wrapped up in this beautiful package. I don't know. And that's why I have to strive for all of my risk. Meaning, you know, if I want this, the, the risk of my soul, I have to go out and find beneficial circles of knowledge. I have to go out to places to really, I have to go and learn about how do I get khushur on my prayers, right? I have to go and seek out good company, right? Because I, I don't know, right? Allah could, you know, subhanAllah, I had a friend who um, straight after university, you know, had a great degree from a great university, applied to so many jobs, right? And either never got a response, got rejected, and really like did their say, they did their striving. And then suddenly somebody emails them out of nowhere being like, hey, I heard you're looking for a job and we have this opening. My friend didn't apply for that job, right? That job literally came to my friend. Right. But it's like, and it's like, oh, I could have just done nothing. No, no, no. You get rewarded for all of that striving, right? That you did, that you were applying for halal jobs, that you were, you know, trying to find something that you could, that you could contribute to. Right. But Allah decided just to show you that provision is in his hands, right? That it would come to you from where you could not imagine. So we shouldn't really focus about how do I know? Because you're not going to know. Allah did not give you ilm al-ghayb. Allah did not give me ilm al-ghayb. We don't know the unknown, the unseen. We don't know these things. So what we do is, okay, I don't know if this is if this is a type that's conditional or not, but I'm going to strive and I'm going to work for it as if it is. Zakallah khair. You know, um, I do feel like as Muslims, we, we do have a, an advantage uh, in our tradition regarding uh, wealth, and regarding contentment, I think uh, we're pushed in our religion to focus on two things, which is the effort, but also to be content with what has been ordained for us. Um, and uh, just just a few weeks ago, I was in uh, in a different country, and someone who, mashallah, mashallah, is is very wealthy, uh, 
um, looked at me and said, man, like, how are you not stressed about this situation? Like we were talking about contracts and income and whatnot. Like, how are you not like stressed? How do you keep your calm in this conversation? We were negotiating. I'm like, alhamdulillah, as a Muslim, this was a non-Muslim. Um, as a Muslim, like I'm judged on my effort. And that is something that is so deeply uh, intertwined in what I believe that I feel like if I do the effort and I don't get this contract, it is from Allah. Like every single situation is khair, whether I get it or I don't get it. And that's, that's what keeps me at ease, like alhamdulillah. But I think what you've done in this conversation so far, Dr. Jinan, is you've actually uh, introduced another dimension to this, which is, sure, I'm making dua or I'm striving for this particular contract or job or materialistic kind of uh, um, ambition. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, maybe he, he doesn't give me exactly what I, what I had, but he's provided for me in, in various other means. Like I'm not considering my health um, or my family or my security or safety. I'm not considering kind of the, the opportunity that I might have in a couple of years for not taking this particular job. And, uh, that's, that's something, you know, that's, that's new to me. You know, that the risk is encompassing other aspects of my life, not just the kind of material, uh, sustenance. So Jazakallah khair for that. So a question then, is there something that I can do? to guarantee my risk or a provision that I want? Mm -hmm. So we, I guess we as human beings can't really talk about we guarantee our risk because you said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Allah says, وَفِي رِزْقُكُمْ وَمَا تُوَعَدُونَ Like in the heavens, you know, with Allah is your risk, right? And what you've been promised. So in terms of guaranteeing, what Allah asks of us, right, is you do the effort, right? And leave the result on Allah. Now, when we think of effort though, so for example, you are thinking, let's say, let's go back to, you know, uh, material wealth, right? So I have to strive. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to go to my job or I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. That's great. But Allah, or and, and as well also in so many ahadith, we're actually told of ways to increase our risk, Right. And so, you know, Allah, for example, says, you know, this very famous ayah in the Quran, whoever has taqwa of Allah, right, that Allah will make him a way out, like you're in trouble, Allah will make a way out for you, right? And give him risk, provide for, for him or her from where you cannot imagine, right? Um, that Allah also says that, for example, uh, um, um, uh, if you're grateful, if you're thankful, I'll increase you. I will give you more. We don't know more what, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed that he will increase you, right? Also, for example, seeking forgiveness, right? And repentance, going to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Quran um, Allah also says, uh, this is on the tongue of Nuh alayhi salam, وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا So Nuh is telling his people, you know, ask forgiveness from your, of your Lord, right? He is the perpetual forgiver. He's Ghaffara, right? He will then, يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ So he's like, he will send rain from the sky upon you in continuing showers. He'll give you an increase in wealth and children, provide for you gardens, provide for you rivers, right? 
So there are certain things in the Quran, you know, another thing, for example, charity, right? So whoever who's going to give Allah like a loan, right? A good loan that Allah will multiply for this, for the person many times over. Right? So when we talk about you want to guarantee your risk, remember that Allah's guaranteed your risk. But if you want barakah in your risk, if you want an expansion in the various types of risk, right? Do your sa'i, do your effort, but don't forget these other things in your sa'i for your material risk, in your sa'i for your health, for your relationships. All of those efforts, don't forget these other things. Don't forget taqwa. Don't forget gratitude. Don't forget seeking forgiveness from Allah. Don't forget all of these things. Like, you know, even the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith, you know, like keep, you know, good relations with your, uh, uh, with, with your family relatives, members. right? Yeah. Exactly. With your family members, right? So all of these things, they give us barakah, right? Like blessings and an increase in risk, but in a way that Allah has defined, not in the way that I've defined. I can't be like, I have good relationship with my family, but like, I'm poor and this is terrible, right? This is like, okay, but Allah has guaranteed different types of risk and expansion in different ways. So is it fair to say that risk can change and it, there's a correlation between some of these actions, such as charity, such as the, the uh, ties of kinship, such as shukr, such as repentance, istighfar. Um, is there a correlation between that and increased risk? So yes, but again, the expanded definition of risk, right? So like we, we can't like limit it to like, if I do all these things and I do my istighfar, I'm, you know, going to become like a multimillionaire, right? It's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes. So Allah can increase your risk. Like I said before that, that I mentioned before that if only these people had done this, Allah would have opened for them blessings and so on and so forth, right? So Allah can expand. Allah can give you more. Right. But in the way that he decides is actually most beneficial for you. And we have to remember that because the risk is also the risk of the akhirah, we cannot forget that it's the risk of the akhirah. Like, don't be sad if you feel like your material risk is a little bit, you know, kind of less, or maybe you're suffering in your health and you're just like, ah, but I did all the right things. You know, Allah saving for you. An amazing rizq. This rizq does not end, right? In Jannah. So you might be sad that you're not a multimillionaire. But guess what? Because you're not a multimillionaire, you actually get a fast track in your hisab and your, you know, when Allah holds you to account. And the person who was a multimillionaire, who was a billionaire, is actually standing in line, is being held to account for so much longer. Right. So we, we can't forget, we cannot limit this to this world. Right. We have to think of it holistically, all of the types, but in this world and in the hereafter. So once we start to think of it in that way, like, yes, there's an expansion. So do your istighfar, do your gratitude, do all of these things. There's going to be an expansion of risk, but maybe Allah decides expansion of risk. You know, I'm going to make a portion of it in, the, in this world, but the majority of it in the hereafter. And you're going to be so grateful for that. Like when the time comes, you'll be like, I actually wish Allah did all of this expansion for my risk in the hereafter. So we have to not forget that and really think of risk, you know, holistically. You know, uh, we're taught that we should be using Allah's names and attributes uh, to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you help guide me through the scenarios where you would be using the name Ar-Razzaq, uh, the one who provides Subhanahu wa ta'ala. When when do I call upon Ar-Razzaq? How do I, you know, inject the name Ar-Razzaq in my day-to-day life? Okay, I love this question. I think, you know, when we understand who Ar-Razzaq is, sometimes, you know, it comes to us naturally because it's like, you know, if I know that I have a friend who is a lawyer, 
naturally, when there's like a legal question that comes up, I'm going to call up my friend, right? Because I know that, you know, she is a lawyer. Um, and so when you understand risk, like sometimes, you know, I ask Allah, for example, like, Allahumma rizuqni as-suhba saliha, right? So I'll say like, Allah, provide me with righteous company, right? Because I understand that provision is from him. You can ask Allah, you know, that Allah gives you halal rizq. This is the dua of the Prophet So beneficial knowledge, right? Uh, good provision and accepted deeds, accepted works, right? Um, so you have to think of yourself, like, you know, ask Allah, you know, ask Allah for health, right? Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for good wealth, right? Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, if a person is not married, like ask Allah to give you the rizq of, right? A good spouse. Ask Allah for good company, right? Ask Allah, you know, like literally, suhbat al-salihin, right? For the, for the, the, the company of good and righteous people. But when you understand again Allah, because if we understand Allah is just, Razak in terms of money, right? So it's only when you need money you're going to be like ya Razak, razaqni ya Razak, anta Allahumma anta khayrul raziqin, right? But it's like if you understand rizq in this holistic sense, right? You say ya Allah, Allahumma razaqni dunya wa akhirah, right? So you know Allah provide for me, you know, in this world and the next world. And so you, I have to internalize that Allah is a razaq, and when I internalize that Allah subhanahu wa taala is a razaq, right? It actually comes naturally to me, right? Because I recognize all of the different forms of risk. But, like, but there are obviously uh, du'as, you know, from, from the sunnah. There's also du'as uh, uh, from the Quran uh, um, as well. And so we can obviously, you know, uh, lean on those to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But again, when you know who Allah is and you recognize the different types of risk, it comes to you naturally, right? That you're just like, I, I need this type of risk. I need good people around me. I need X, Y, Z. So you ask like, Ya Razak, like you, Ya, ya Rab, risk is from you. You guarantee that Ya Rabbi would just please like make it easy in coming to me. Like Ya Rab, bring it to me or show me how I can get this risk, right? So that's the way that inshallah, we we ask Allah by his name of Razak. Uh, Dr. Jinan, Normally, we end these episodes with a question from my nine-year-old niece. Um, and I'm going to ask you the question on her behalf, but I'm also going to do something a little different this time and share a story from my nine-year-old niece that I want you to respond to in light of uh, today's episode. So the question, which is, inshallah, should be an easy one. Um, my nine-year-old niece comes to you and says, uh, Dr. Jinan, you wrote a book about the nine names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so help me understand who Ar-Razaq is, and I've only got 30 seconds. Okay. That's the question. Okay. So I would first say, look around you. Look at everything that you have in your life. Who provided all of this? Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's the source of everything we can benefit from. So what in your life are you deriving benefit from? right? You have good relationships. You have a good and healthy spiritual life. Um, you're being provided for. You have a home. All of that is from Allah al-Razaq. Why? Because he is the source. And so Allah, so we should never do haram things to gain the provision that we want, right? Because Allah is guaranteed it because he's a razaq, right? And that might affect us in the other parts of our life. So if you want to know who a razaq is, just look at everything that you've been provided with in your life, right? That benefits you. And remember that that is from a razaq. I hope that I hope that's a good 30 seconds. <laughs> Subhanallah. Yes. 
And she says to you, uh, Dr. Jinan, I listened to the episode and you mentioned that we need to make effort um, and some some risk, some sustenance, some uh, benefit in this life and the hereafter is contingent on our effort. Um, but I heard a story once, this is my nine-year-old niece saying, not me. She says, I, I heard a story and I'd like you to kind of react to it. And the story is that there's a fisherman sitting there fishing all day. And then someone rocks up to the wharf and says to him, man, you're a really good fisherman. Why don't you do this as a business and go sell the fish? And he says, uh, why would I want to do that? Well, you're catching a hundred fish a day. You can sell that and make money. And he's like, why would I want to do that? He's like, so you can be rich. Well, why do I want to be rich? So that you can have wealth. Well, why do I want wealth? So that you can go fishing all day. He's like, well, I'm doing that already. <laughs> so <laughs> um, how would you respond to that? Well, I mean, like he's doing the right thing and he has a risk that many people don't have, right? Which is the risk of the heart, which is contentment, right? So he's doing his thing. He's going out. He's fishing, right? So he has his, his, his material sustenance and sense of his food for the day, but he has something that's even greater than that. And that is the risk of the heart, which is that he has contentment. Right. And that's something that's very difficult. That's the risk that we really have to strive for and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, because that's a really type, difficult type of risk to attain, because you can have all these different types of risk. But if you don't have that contentment in your heart, nothing is enough for you. You could be super healthy. You know, you could be so super rich. You could have so much love around you, but it's got, it's never enough. Right. And so this person, I mean, 100%. I commend this fisherman, right? So for having this, this amazing risk of the heart, right? And may Allah give us, you know, this, this I mean, contentment. I mean, Dr. Junan, Jazakallah uh, Khair, thank you very much for that episode. We're going to change gears to our rapid fire um, segment. We're going to ask you a series of questions and you've only got a couple of seconds. You're allowed to pass once, um, but that's all. And you've only got a few seconds. So the first question. Bismillah. What's the last book that you were reading? Um, I was reading a novel actually called Elif the Unseen. Okay. And uh, what was the last book you were writing? <laughs> the, the, the last book I was writing. Oh, obviously, the, the reflecting on the names of Allah, but inshallah, I have a new project that I am going to be embarking upon. So make dua. Inshallah. What's your favorite or one of your favorite hadiths? Ooh, one of my favorites. Hadith. Um, I love the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu um, when he when he gives the advice to um, his cousin um, Ibn Abbas, and he says, Allah Right. So it's a longer hadith, but it's you know, be mindful of Allah, right? And Allah will protect you. Um, um, and I mean, and uh, no, I'm blanking. But it starts with that. And then, that like, you will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with you. If you ask, ask uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you seek help, then seek help from Allah. And if all of the nations were to gather, you know, to, to benefit you, they can't benefit you unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows that. And if all of the uh, nations wanted to, to harm you, they wouldn't be able to do that unless um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows that. So I love this hadith because I think that really, it just teaches us to rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, um, and just recognize that like everything is in his hands and just to trust him and to be with him. 
So you know I have Lebanese heritage, um, so I'm not. I'm hoping not to kind of uh, deter you from the next question. Yemeni food or Shami food? Oh God, <laughs> I like both. <laughs> I like both. <laughs> uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. Um, if you were sitting in front of Dr. Jinan, uh, who was 20 years old, what would you say to her? Um, just be with Allah. Just be with Allah and everything will be okay, inshallah. You're currently doing a series of posts on Instagram called Dhikr Series. Why is Dhikr important to you? Oh, it's so important because Dhikr is me remembering Allah. And if I'm not in a state of remembrance, then it means that I'm in a state of forgetting. Um, and we have these beautiful adhkar that like we just say with our tongues, but we're not actually remembering. And so the purpose of the series is to really actually get our hearts involved and like actually remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Dr. Jinan, Jazakallah khair. Honestly, you're a, you're a gem for the ummah, someone who has championed the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the propagation of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I appreciate your work and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule for this episode. Honestly, I'd love to do a whole series on every single name with you. Barakallah fiki, jazakallah khair. And inshallah, we'll have you again on Double Take. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for these great questions. I really enjoy uh, coming coming on your show. So I look forward to, inshallah, more meetings like this. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome. Thank you.